So are we doing this, Andre? Of course, but this time we are doing it in a slightly different way, right? This is North America. Of a, we have our guest today from the far, the Great White North. Is that what you... Uh, yes, the Great take, White North. <laughs> take off. Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. A place near and dear to my heart. Uh, you live there, right? For three years I called Halifax home, and it's, uh, I have to say, in all honesty, I love America, but uh, if I had to live anywhere else, I would choose... Halifax. It's a great place. So welcome. This is uh, Eric Bidnarski, documentarian. Um, Andre, why don't you do the honors and maybe, or maybe even Eric could say a few words about... Yes, certainly. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me here today. Uh, my name is Eric Bidnarski. I'm a documentary filmmaker, born and raised in Canada, but I've been living in Warsaw for 10 years now. And the reason we are inviting you just at this particular moment is that on Saturday we will see the premiere of your new film, Warsaw, A City Divided, which is a fascinating documentary about ghetto during the war and ghetto now with a unique footage made during the war. Could you tell yes. us a bit so about Warsaw, it? Yes, so Warsaw, A City Divided is a film about Warsaw and the Warsaw ghetto and also a film about a film in some ways. And I wanted to touch upon how we remember the Nazi occupation and the, and the Warsaw Ghetto today. But I also wanted to show people who remember those times and who survived. And what motivated me to make this film is the discovery of never-seen-before amateur 8mm footage yeah. 15 years ago. It's amazing. How, yeah, how did you... I mean, I, I just watched it. It's a great film, by the way. I, I, I was enthralled by it because... I mean, as they said, all the video footage up until that point, as you mentioned in the film, was was from the the Nazis or from the German side, and this was uncovered. How did you uncover that? How did you? Well, I'd I'd heard about it uh, in distant family circles, and it turns out that the gentleman who shot the footage, Alfons Zhukovsky, was an amateur filmmaker before the war. So I'd heard about the fact that he was making amateur films. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered that he had also apparently shot some footage in Warsaw during the occupation. Which also meant that if he got caught during the act of yeah. shooting, he would immediately on the spot would be killed by Nazis, right? Or arrested. Yeah. Probably shot or arrested, yeah, yeah. or both. But what, not a happy ending. Exactly. And so when I came across this footage through his descendants, I was, I was really shocked and moved because all the footage we know, as you mentioned, was shot. It was Nazi propaganda footage shot in 1942. And then suddenly we have footage from a year earlier shot, I'd say, with a little more objectivity yeah. because he was a witness. He had a pass into the ghetto. He was a merchant. Right. He was able, there was a period where Poles, non-Jewish Poles, were able to travel in and out of the ghetto. And he wanted, I think, to document. I mean, it's 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 very vivid. I mean, and I love the technique of the sl slowing down the film, the frames, so you can see the faces. I mean, you just relate to it, and because they look, I mean, they, they come alive. I mean, because when I first got here, that was one of my like I wanted to see the the shape of the where, or where the ghetto actually was, and I couldn't really find a map online of where it existed. The city does a great job, and and you, I'm glad you mentioned, it, and I'm, I'm even more impressed that you found the, you talked to the people that actually built that because uh, I love that monument, the 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 markers within the city and seeing the wall and I think it's one of the great elements and it's so subtle but there if you need it and and Shudrick mentions it uh, very well uh, so I, I was just moved by that um, but what I thought was so interesting was just how they you know the people that survived this talked about it but it was almost without emotion like without tears it was like so they were so moved by it that they couldn't even bring themselves 
to tears. Did you sense that when you were interviewing or finding these? Well, I think they're they're older people, so that in some ways they've learned to deal with that. I don't yeah. think you can ever learn to deal with losing right. your whole family and surviving the Holocaust, yeah. the Nazi occupation. But I think they've done so many interviews. Yeah. Uh, but coming into contact with those people, actually, not to turn it around on me, but yeah. had a prom- profound effect on me. Yeah. I mean, I had so many nightmares, I have to say, yeah. dealing with the subject. I can imagine. <laughs> and apart from this uh, fascinating aspect about ghetto, how it is uh, contem- contemporaneously, uh, what I found really fascinating was uh, the concept of uh, how Germans wanted to destroy Warsaw totally and then build a new city. And uh, how did you come across this idea? Well, one of the people we interview in the film, a gentleman by the name of Niels Gutzoff, his father was a, a German Nazi planner in Hamburg before the war and during the war. And Niels Gutzoff is an architect and architectural historian, and he's made it his kind of life, life, lifelong kind of... Uh, What's the word? I'm mission. Yeah, a mission to track down Nazi architects mm-hmm. who were in Poland during the Second World War. And I guess most of them are dead now, but in the 80s, 70s, 90s, he actually tracked down one of the people who was in Warsaw, Hubert Gross. Mm-hmm. And there was this plan to to minimize Warsaw. Warsaw was almost to disappear, yeah. and it was to become a provincial German town, yeah, German only. Yeah. So Jewish population gone, Polish population resettled yeah. or exterminated not yeah. many people remember about it i mean that was i mean i didn't know anything about it and i'm sure there's probably a lot of polls that don't i'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reception of it's going to be because it, as you said it's not it's a movie within a movie it's about the ghetto but it's also about these the other plans i mean it's encompassing a lot of different things so it's a, a small movie with a big idea i think uh, a lot of themes and in some way it makes it a, i guess a challenging film because there's so much squeezed into 70 minutes yeah. a yeah. lot of people said oh well, you should have just focused on the footage or you could have yeah. just focused on the Nazi plans or just folk you could have done a film right. on any one of those protagonists right, right. they're all amazing characters but they're sort of intertwined which is a, a kind of a nice part of a nice aspect anyway well, go ahead so many thanks uh, which brings me to uh, another theme of our conversation throughout your filmmaking career you've been focusing on other Warsaw related historical or interesting features like for example you've made a film about uh, Cold War era neons you've made a film about MDM so the the, the big square which was constructed by communists how come you as a half Canadian is a guide for Poles to Polish history and culture well I think well growing up I have to say that my father is from Warsaw so that has had influence on me he's an architect and I always was interested in, in Polish history and I sort of fell in love with Warsaw coming here when I was younger and I guess I was just inspired to tell stories about Warsaw and uh, I think specifically the city uh, the painful tragic but uh, incredible this is a, it's an incredible place so when did you first come here what was your first contact well, other than the family you know I'm sure their father had stories and well was... my first contact with Warsaw was actually in 1980 oh, I wow. was here as a f- three-and-a-half-year-old, and we lived here for six months. So I can say that I spent six months in the People's Republic of Poland. <laughs> I actually said that when my neon film was screening. I would say, I, because some people said, like, oh, what do you know about Polish? You've never been to the 
parallel of People's uh, Republic, and I said, I have a background. Six months as a Sorry, kid. Beg your pardon. <laughs> Critical so, months, formative years. Exactly. So just in some, Warsaw is an incredibly inspiring, uh, exciting place to be. And for a filmmaker, there's so many topics here to explore. It's not like, I mean, Canada is a wonderful place, and Halifax is a, is a great city, but it doesn't have the same history. Yeah. The vibrancy. But, but come on, Eric. For me, because you've done films for the United Nations about Uganda, about Manhattan Project, you could live anywhere, do films in every single corner of the world. But of all the places, you choose Poland, Warsaw. Why? Well, that is a very good question. I think I, I just feel a connection to this place. I think it's through my father and my grandparents lived here and then I I've made my own life and kind of created my own world here and I feel deeply connected to the city so you came 10 years ago so 80 not counting those formative yeah. critical years in of your filmmaking development in 1980 when you were three years old you came back 10 years was that a first time since that time when you were three or you had visited previously yes when I was uh, a teenager in the 1990s I came to Warsaw usually during the summers, okay. and that also had a profound effect on me because you could imagine coming from Canada in the 1990s yeah. to Poland, which was going through the transformation. It was kind of Wild West capitalism yeah. taking hold. I remember little booths everywhere. People were selling cassette tapes, like <laughs> knockoff, uh, I don't know, MC Hammer tapes right. and CDs, and it was incredible. Yeah. It was really, uh, there was such an energy here. So you call it home now? It's home. Okay. And do you feel that this energy that you've just so vividly described continues to permeate war so that it's still such a vibrant, interesting f place for a filmmaker? I think so. I mean, it's changed just in the past 10 years I've been here, changed dramatically. There's always going to be an energy. We're further east. It's not Eastern Europe. We Maybe we could say we're in East Central Europe. And there's there's just a different feeling here than other other cities, say, I don't know, in Belgium or France or England or Germany. Yeah. Something There's something in the air in Poland. <laughs> there's something, to, yeah, you don't have to convince me. I mean, I think it's something that I found. My interesting story coming here to Poland is I'm, I'm half Polish, but it, buried sort of in my name and in our, in our family, we didn't have much connection. But um, I feel like an affinity here that I didn't expect. And also I feel like I have to almost, I don't want to say sell Poland to Poles, but I have to, I find a lot of modesty, that Polish modesty comes through a lot. And I'm like, you guys have a great here. And I feel like I have, have you found that to be the case as well? A little bit, yeah. yeah. But when you say they have it great here, you mean they don't appreciate what they have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Or they don't realize they, they undervalue their own uh, worth. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe they... That's like a stereotype to, in general, but... It is. Which we have to be careful. Exactly. However, the, 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 the average, you know, the person, uh, mo most people I have to convince that, you know, you, you know you're good, you're great, you're doing... You're doing and since, Scott, you are saying that you have also some very descent, Polish descent... Możemy przez chwilę po polsku w takim razie. Oczywiście. Jasne, ja, ja mam takie pytanie, bo Dobrze. Eryk urodził się w Kanadzie i już mieszka w Polsce. Ty tak. urodziłeś się w Stanach. Na razie Wiem, pracujesz w, w Polsce. Republika Massachusetts. Czy myślisz, że tak jak Eryk, któregoś dnia zamieszkasz w Warszawie za kilka lat, za 10 lat, kto wie? Czy, czy jest taka szansa? Mam plan żyć w Polsce. Naprawdę? Tak. O. Kiedy iść i, no, bo idzie na, na pięcy, no, na, what do you say, na amatorze, uh, mam plan uh, mieszkać i no, może być pracować w Polsce. A w Warszawie, czy? Uh, może być w Warszawie, czy 
Neviem. Mazory? Oh. Mazorši? No. Na Mazorši? Neviem. Na Mazorách. Na Mazorách. So it tak, seems that it. Poland can become, and Warsaw especially, can become a magnet for uh, people from uh, very, like North every, American walks of life. Um, everywhere I go, like everybody that comes here, all the, all my, the, 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 we bring experts from the States, but I have a cousin who married a Polish uh, woman from Wrocław, who they, they both live, live in New York, but he's a big guy in finance, but he's, as soon as I retire, I'm coming here. Um, it's just a great, it's a, it's like a, Goldilocks place. I think there are also a lot of stereotypes about Poland. Yeah. You know, I've been here for 10 years and so many friends have visited and family have never been to Poland, like Canadian side. And every time they come here, everyone says the same thing. Wow, it's so clean. It's so yeah. beautiful. They're expecting just miserable communist era blocks right. of housing and a filthy city, a dangerous city. Right. It's quite safe. And I think the, I think not that this is related to our topic, but I do I do think that the Polish government has recently started a push sort of selling Poland to other to the other countries. I think there's a there's a, a, a video It's for you to say a promotional no it's not our role, but I think the Polish government has started a, a, a campaign to to say hey Poland is not what you're thinking. It's not your father's country sort of speak. You know, mm-hmm. it's like using an old commercial from uh, the, the 80s. But coming back for a little while to your film projects related with Warsaw, I just wanted to uh, ask you from the three films about Neons, about MDM, and now about Ghetto, which was most challenging and during which project you felt so ex- most excited? I, I know that it's like asking which of the child is children's best, but you know. Well, but we all have a favorite. <laughs> we, all exactly. do, we, we all have a favorite. Don't tell them, it's the older one. No, the, the father of two, right? Father of two. Yeah, I'm not going to say, but the older one. No. Um, every I think every filmmaker will say this, but every film is a challenge. And all those projects were very different, and they occurred at different points in my career. But I have to say that Warsaw City Divided is by far the most challenging. I mean, the topic in itself, uh, it's one thing to make a film about neon signs in the communist era or even a Stalinist uh, housing district. But when you're dealing with genocide, when you're dealing with the destruction of a city, the murder of hundreds of thousands of people, and and you're dealing about how that is all remembered and you throw throw in into the mix an unknown film right. depicting some of that it was an incredible responsibility and it was a real challenge by the way how much time did you make this film well i discovered the footage the unknown never seen before amateur footage 15 years ago and it was about 10 years ago that i started deciding what I might do with that once I'd kind of identified roughly where it was shot and and had it auth- authenticized mm-hmm. authentic sure let's go with that <laughs> it's, this, it's the Canadian yeah. that's, that's must be Canadian English authentic. not American English I'm not sure about that okay. I, please yeah. use proper English <laughs> um, so basically um, it's been a 10 year project off and on I mean there have been other projects in the meantime, but it's it's been a real investment of time and energy and emotion too. What about the the, the film industry here in Poland and in, in, in attracting uh, producers? Uh, I'm not familiar with all the lingo in the in the business, but bringing film uh, crews here to film is that is there been any progress in that? Any changes in that? Any potential? Because I mean, we know that you know Hollywood is is metastasizing to Vancouver. I know there's a big destination, and New Zealand seems to be where everything is filmed a lot. So, what about Poland as a destination? Well, as a documentary filmmaker, I don't have too much contact with the feature film world, but people seem to be saying. I mean, everyone has a lot of work here, so that's a sign that things are are booming in a way, and I think it is still 
it's cheaper to film in Poland than say in France or England yeah. and there are a lot of post-production studios here. Is it also more professional or only cheaper? Well I think my experience with Polish crews is they're very professional. I wouldn't say it's hard to say because I haven't met every single right. person in the film industry here. It's like with any country you're going to have some people who are more professional, some people who are less professional, but generally it's very professional. And from my, what I know on this film you had a very very professional cinematographer, extremely experienced, right? Yes, it was it was quite an experience to work with Jacek Pedritsky. Mm -hmm. He is kind of a legend of Polish cinematography. He shot many films in the 70s and 80s, famous films directed by people like Krzysztof Kieślowski and Agnieszka Holland. So it was almost like having a, a professor from film school yeah. beside you. Yeah. It was an incredible feeling to, to have this have this uh, like a mentor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A mentor wow. by like your side. History. Yeah. Interesting. So where do you go from here? Are you going to have any more? I mean, not not to move you on to the next project, but it's a very, uh, you know, what is the next thing, the next big thing? Do you have well, a next big thing? Are you going to bask in the in the moment of For now, I, I really want to push this film, this latest film out there, and hopefully do some festivals. And uh, then probably I have a few ideas. I don't want to jinx them, but I have a few things that I may explore, hopefully documentary films. Just to uh, repeat for our listeners, the premiere of your film will happen this Saturday during the Millennium Dogs Against Gravity Festival, right? What time? Uh, that'll be at 7.30 p.m. at the Kinoteca, which nice. is in Warsaw. Yeah. It'll be shown, if I can just say... How timely. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be shown three other times. It'll be shown on Monday the 13th at the Pauline... Uh, Museum of the History of Polish okay. Jews okay. at 1 p.m. It'll be shown at Kino Luna, which is on Marszakowska Street, I think 1.30 on the 15th. And then on Sunday the 19th at 6.30 p.m. it'll be shown at Kinoteka again. Scott, I know that you've been to both Kinoteka and uh, Pauline. Have you been to uh, Kino Luna? I think I have. I don't remember. I might have had too many beers before oh, I went in, but right. I, th I think so. But if not, we will have to. We'll have to, we'll have to get you there. A, I love those yeah, old, great. Yeah, yeah. It's the illusion. I was in illusion. Ah, right. illusion. Another yeah. one of those great yeah. old nineteen uh, fifties. Yeah, yeah. I love that that style, sort of like the uh, the Inglorious Bastard scene or that old kind of uh, Art Deco or whatever the whatever the style is. I'm not. A, you're an architect or son of an architect. <laughs> son of an architect. Yeah. <laughs> son of an architect. <laughs> you son of an architect. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a really unique, fantastic film. We both can testify with uh, Scott. We've seen this film. It's unique yeah. having this feature but also the whole story we highly recommend it and we are so mm, grateful that uh, Eric Benarski the director of the film uh, paid a visit to North Americava yeah and I guess we'll if you're, you're staying here right so we'll, our roads will our paths will cross again I suppose I, I hope, hope so yeah <laughs> this is a great I mean it, it, like I said it Poland I can't say enough about it. I mean, people think I'm, I'm lying because they say, oh, you're a diplomat. You have to say that. And you work there. Yeah, yeah and I work there. You know, obviously, I'm going to be, I'm not going to trash any place. But honestly, from my heart, it's it's like a home away from home. And I really feel, I, I think you have the same. Exactly. Same Warsaw thing. is a very special place. Yeah. And obviously, it's not Krakow. Krakow is just this beautiful. Uh -oh, and it's not Wrocław. Be careful with Wrocław. We're going to get the Krakow mafia down. But okay. Warsaw, as we know, was almost entirely destroyed. Yeah. So when you see beauty here, just like Aleja Ryazdowski or the Wazienki, it's it's extra special. You know, it's funny you say that. I'm, I'm, I know we're going to wrap it up soon, but, you know, one of the most powerful things that I've experienced here is on Sundays when you go to uh, Wazienki Krulewski and I hear the Chopin, and I'm going to tear up. <laughs> 
It's honestly, it happens all the time. You see an 80-year-old couple, and they're walking through there, and they're just enjoying music, cascading, and you, you can't only imagine what they were think, what they're thinking. Like, who, who could have thought like, 60 years ago that they'd be walking in a park, seeing Poland so successful, seeing all this culture, people enjoying the open. It was, it's just, it's very moving for me. Yeah. So I mean, I just, I love, I, I, I love those kinds of those, uh, those, those moments that you really can't get in a lot of different places. And I, I love Halifax. I love where I'm from, and they're all special in their own way. But this has just that add sort of. in the end of it. Of course, yeah, of course. Thank I mean, Wrocław is, is my is my one of the nicest cities in Poland. Yeah, this is what I wanted to. This is the melody to my ears. But it has that it has that certain meatiness, that grittiness, and that sort of I don't know. It's like listening to the Black Keys. You know, you just feel like you're alive. And, and anyway, on that note, I think um, thank you, Eric. Uh, thank pre- you both very thank much. You. Thanks. Thanks that for coming great. in and uh, tune in next time for the next episode of North America, or maybe back to America. Who knows? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao.